Welcome back to the Golf Marketing Podcast. My name is Rodney and alongside me today I have Duncan and Brian. How's it going? Fantastic. Pretty good, thanks. That's good. The topic for today's podcast is golf marketing all-stars, high flyers in the golf industry. And for this podcast, we took a look at golf courses in Canada and what we liked. And we'll break it down in three uh, sections. Who excels in tournaments and packages, junior programs, and memberships and specials. And I'll start with uh, Duncan today. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time looking at uh, websites of different golf courses across Canada to try to get a sense of um, really where some golf courses excel and where others um, are, are, are lacking um, when it comes to giving content to consumers. And I guess marketing these things, not necessarily who has good tournaments, because we don't know that, yes. who markets themselves and shows, shows that these are available, I guess is what we were really after. Another. Yeah, I mean, I, f I find a lot of um, golf courses are, are limited with the information they put online and then also how they put it online is limiting to the consumer. I mean, um, when you put content online, you have to really think about is it, does it make sense to the people that are reading it? So, I mean, in that um, sense, I think um, there's a couple things. We're going to start with tournament courses. We're going to go through a couple that um, we noticed um, overall had pretty good tournament packages or even um, not just tournaments, but things like uh, wedding options, uh, banquets, uh, meeting rooms, um, and just kind of had a better sense of when you went to those websites, like I knew what I was getting from um, viewing, viewing the content on the website. Um, Glen Eagles, specifically out of, out of Ontario. They, um, they did a really good job of their PDF package, at least in our opinion. Um, they had a pretty complex offering in terms of, um, you know, the basic things you see in tournament packages when it comes to, um, you cost know, per player, cost per player, player all that kind of shotgun, stuff. food, etc. They had packages around um, and price points, which is, you know, not, that's pretty common in the golf industry. But what we really liked, what we saw with them was they had um, a whole page just for organizers. They had a checklist for organizers. Um, I know from my experience that there's a lot of tournament organizers that really don't know all the things that can be done for a golf course or that should be. They might not even be golfers a lot of the time and they've been tasked with the assignment of put together the company tournament and yet they don't really know the ins and outs of it and I think a checklist like this just kind of, it makes it a little bit easier so you would think in theory if someone can go to one place and they make it easy for them to get the job done, you know, that's probably if I was a tournament organizer and I didn't know what I was doing, why wouldn't I go to them and they're going to help me every step of the way, right? Yeah, and no, we saw it actually in some other courses too that they had dedicated coordinators assigned to tournaments. Like there literally was a person that would help you walk through the process. And I think for most, most golf courses, that's really something that um, would be a benefit to try and you know, get people over the hurdle. Because I think it's, it's a lot to organize um, mm -hmm. and it just helps overall knowing you have help during that process. Yeah, and I think it just comes down to like the basic marketing idea of understanding your customer. So if your customer is somebody organizing a tournament, doesn't necessarily know a whole lot about golf, or perhaps knows a lot about golf, but not a whole lot about organizing a tournament, you know, how can we market ourselves to those people to ensure that they get the best experience possible? If we simply market our course as, hey, we've got tournaments, and then the information we put forward is really designed for somebody that's either done a whole bunch of tournaments or knows a whole lot about golf, I think you're you're not capturing the yeah. necessarily and the right audience. You kind of see like uh, when an event planner or event manager is looking for uh, places to host, um, say a tournament, right? Um, they want a place which is going to make it as easy for them as possible. If you put hurdles in front of them, 
and they realize the next golf course has got something better and they make it easier, guess where they're going to go? Yeah, I mean, I can click three places and get a quote or I can get all the information I need compared to phoning, leaving a message, getting a call back a week later. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you go with the first one? Not to mention, like, as, a as somebody organizing a tournament, you're probably trying to impress your boss or a company owner. You want to make sure this thing works out well for you, right? And I think, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, this day and age, um, people's attention spans online are very, is very short. So if, if you're gonna make them fill out a form just so that you can call them and then talk to them about your price options because maybe you appear that you're too high in the marketplace or something like that, um, it's gonna be a barrier to that person getting the information they want to do their comparison shopping. Because, I mean, let's be honest, people are gonna be looking around. They're not just gonna go to the first course they go to um, and, and book a tournament. Um, so they're going to shop around. So if you put barriers in the way by saying, hey, we're not going to give you this information until you fill out a form and talk to one of us, um, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this, and then maybe they'll go with someone else. Yeah, and you have to look at your processes and say, is the form really necessary or... Yeah, and I mean, I think I think a form it does have a time and place, but it's after they receive the information they want. And when you when you basically price something first and then have the form, the chance of the, them actually converting as a customer is going to be a lot higher because they have seen everything and had a lot of the questions they already had answered by what you have in contact on your website. Um, to that end, I mean, just some basic things that we've seen was. If you're a tournament course or you host a fair bit of tournaments, have a tournament item in your navigation so it's really easy to find. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I find some courses kind of hide it down a level underneath um, the golf course um, tab or something like that. But I mean, in reality, if that's a big revenue source, that should be a main nav item front that people center. can see front yeah. and center. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, and to that end, there, there are some cool things that we saw on some, um, some other courses. I mean, when it comes to things outside of tournaments like um, weddings or um, banquets or meeting rooms, um, Royal Woodbine in Ontario actually mm -hmm. had um, a pretty good website. They, they had a lot of good pictures of staged meeting rooms. Um, so visuals of people so they can understand what they were getting themselves into or what it could look like for the venue. And how, if, if I have 120 people, how does 120 people, what does it look like? What does it look the, like? The yeah. setup. You know, like the seating plan yep. and stuff like that. Or here's somebody that had a wedding of 120 and like Duncan said, here's some pictures pre-wedding of how everything was laid out. Brides or meeting planners want to see that, right? And mm -hmm. they want to see, this is what it's going to look like when I go there. And then, I mean, another thing is uh, nowadays a 360 video, there's some cool overviews mm -hmm. that we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, if you do outdoor shots, it'd be cool to have, you know, maybe even drone shots, pictures of like, things yeah, in action. Because sure. yeah. people want to know what it looks like ahead of time. If you make them imagine it um, and, you know, it just, it just doesn't work. So have good pictures and that's what I liked about that, that site particularly. Another couple things that we noticed, I mean, um, on the off season, I've seen, I saw a fair bit of websites that had dead pages or no content just because they were updating the rates for the new season. I still think that you can showcase what you have for options and availability on websites. Um, I, would, I would really stay away from dead pages or stuff that says, you know, stay tuned for 2007 prices. Even if it's the most basic information and, a, and an easy place for somebody to contact, like maybe you don't have all your package information up for 2017, give somebody an out because that page is still going to attract traffic. And yeah. if you're just flat out ignoring it, well, that doesn't make any sense. And, and Duncan mentioned when we were doing this, if you think about when people start booking tournaments or looking to book tournaments, it's right now, or it's maybe even already happened in some cases. Yeah. And if your page, your tournament page isn't ready to go until April 15th when the course gets open, well, like that doesn't make any sense, right? Like people want to book them now. So let's get it out in front of the wave. 
Yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of things with tournaments um, that that you can cover with this um, sort of kind of smarter packaging of, of your products. I mean, just some other things was that we noticed was some add-ons. Um, back to Glen Eagle, they had a really good package that had add-ons like Beat the Pro, which are just extra ways to add on um, an extra you know price to the mm -hmm. tournament package. So it seems like it's a, a, an additional value. It's adding value, yep. Um, we saw some great websites that had floor plans of mm -hmm. the layouts that they had yep. in their locations. Yep. Um, even ones with availability calendars so that you can get a sense right from the website um, when they had availabilities for tournaments. So overall, I mean, there, there was a lot of good sites out there, but um, there's some things that I think um, overall which just helps with the user experience and the tournament organizer experience that could be improved to improve performance. And it's, it's one of those things, spend a little bit of extra time and money now and, and do things like floor plans and extra images, etc. That's going to help you. Okay, sounds good. And moving on. When looking at who excels in marketing junior programs, what do we find out? Well, I mean, there's um, there's actually a fair bit of golf courses that do this pretty well, and I think this is um, becoming more and more of a focus for a lot of courses because, I mean, uh, just to build the game, you need to get people interested in the game, and um, a lot of courses are are struggling with um, trying to you know get, get new audiences, and juniors is obviously an easy one where you can get kids uh, you know, on the courses, having fun, enjoying the game, learning the etiquette, learning rules, and, and really like learning things that they'll use for the rest of their lives. Um, so we looked at a bunch of golf courses. Um, we noticed um, a couple things, uh, kind of in general. Um, again, if, if it comes down to branding, like if you want to be known as a junior golf course, just like if you want to be known as a tournament golf course, um, on your website, have it in your navigation. Have an item specifically for that um, so that people can know, okay, these guys, they, they know they have a section for junior golf specifically, don't make them search for it. Don't make it just a paragraph on some other page. Build out a section that shows you're serious about this um, part of the game and that it's really a part of who you are as, as, as a golf course. Um, I mean, there's, there's lots of different things that you can do when it comes to um, junior programs and I think that some of the clubs we're going to talk about today, they actually did a really good job of kind of showing an overarching um, offering of what they have from, from simple things like uh, memberships availabilities, from rates and specials. I mean, there's some times where kids play free with parents, um, offers another one, but also um, things like lessons, um, uh, videos, like all mm -hmm. sorts of um, really good information out there for juniors and even for the parents to get into it. And it's really the parents that you're trying to attract here because they're the ones that are ultimately going to decide what their kids are, are doing. I know I'm a parent and so when we sign our kids up for anything, gymnastics or whatever the case may be, the more information I can just find out, the better off you're, you know, the better chance I am of, of signing my kid up there. So I think the one course that I think we both agreed on is the Cambridge Golf Club in Cambridge, Cambridge, Ontario. Um, outside of just juniors, I think there's a lot of really good things this golf course does on their website. Um, it, they just do a really nice job, but specifically we're talking about juniors. Um, their junior program section is very well thought out. Like you said, there's videos in there. There's a lot of really good information. There's a lot of contact information. So as a parent, if I came to this page, there shouldn't be any reason that I can't get the information I need, or at least find a contact to learn more. And it's all on one page, and there's videos to show my kids. Um, the rates are in there, scheduling's in there. Like, It's pretty robust. It's yeah. a very, very good page, and I, I just think they did a really nice job with it. So, I mean, the, one thing that I really liked about this specifically is they, they featured um, themselves at the Junior Golf Development Center from the, from the PGA of Canada and from Future Links. I mean, they're telling people that they were awarded um, you know, this, this award, which doesn't go mm -hmm. up to everyone. We sit, we've seen a couple of golf clubs that have it, but 
um, they kind of show um, some really good ideas around content, like um, kind of what the process is from the very basic beginner to you know someone who may be early teens wanting to to really get serious about the game, and how they um, nurture and you know help 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 students progress through this path. Um, they talk about all the clinics and camps they have available. They have specials. I mean, overall, it's just a it's a really good um, model to look at when it comes to what you're offering juniors. When you think about too, if you have to advertise your junior program and you're going to use a, a link in a new like put a thing in a newspaper or you can do online ads or put it on social, think about if that junior page on their website was your landing page. That's a fantastic landing page because somebody could click a link or come from an ad or whatever the case may be, land on that page. There's all the information they need. There's no guesswork involved. You're not leading people down a path that isn't complete. It's all right there. I mean, another one that we liked actually was North Bay um, Golf and Country Club out of Ontario, um, specifically around the, the offerings they had for memberships. Um, they they kind of had, you know, really good reasonable rates for kids. They had some restricted tee times, but I mean, overall, um, it, it really kind of gave you a good idea of different rates. They, they had rates for junior family members, pre-juniors. Um, I've seen other ones that have rates for um, students. I mean, once they get over 18, it's always nice to have student rates as well. So really thinking about the junior and how much they <laughs> use the golf course and then having a membership option to kind of fit that need. Yeah. Um, in addition, they had a whole bunch of details around the clinics they had, including kind of what they would the kids would learn. So, I mean, overall, um, it's really just a matter of uh, showcasing everything you can to offer juniors and, and make it really appealing and in one place. So, I mean, a couple other things we did notice um, that we'd highly recommend golf courses do more often is, is when you do have success stories, when you do have, you know, um, kids having a great time on your golf course. I mean, take pictures, take videos and share those. Share those on social media, um, get it out there. If you have a blog on your website, share it out there as well. Um, because it's really going to help the publicity of, of and help, help build your brand by knowing that you really um, nurture and, and want to showcase the success stories of your junior program. And to take those pictures, you just go through the appropriate channels in terms of getting parental consent, etc. But you're right, like if I can show my kids that there's kids having a good time at a golf course, they're probably more likely to actually pay attention than just a whole bunch of writing on a page. Gotta yeah. sell it to them. And keep in mind too, when you're marketing to juniors especially, you're not just marketing against other golf courses, you're marketing against soccer, hockey, football, you know, gymnastics, whatever the case may be. So there's a big, you know, number of competitors there. So you need to make sure that, you know, your, your stuff is, is very well laid out. I mean, and to that end too, um, when you're thinking about juniors, I mean, I mean, lots of, I, I hear sometimes that, you know, we only want juniors to play after 3 p.m. because they're going to slow down the golf course. Well, um, that's potentially true. But at the same time, you can make opportunities for them to play a shorter version of the course. Like I've seen a lot of courses that set up junior tees at the 150 markers. Um, or I mean, I've even seen courses that just kind of make like a, a side track where people can go and not interrupt the, the main green team, green fee players, just to try to get an introduction to the game um, in, a, in an easy environment and a welcoming environment without feeling rushed or stressed out. Yeah, um, a low pressure environment. Yeah. I mean, exactly. to be honest, we've both worked at golf courses. I can share lots of stories of adults showing slowing pace. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes there's things involved that would slow them down, but um, yeah, I think, what do you mean, 10 minutes looking for a ball? Yeah, ball? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the beer cart. Let's wait for 20 minutes. Yeah. We'll do a podcast on stories one day, don't you? Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be a great one. But you're right. Like if, 
if your golf course isn't open to that kind of thing, and we've talked about it in other podcasts, the idea of breaking barriers. If your golf course is seen as not being junior friendly, why on earth would I take my kids there? And you have to remember, you might not make a lot of money off the kids because those you know, they might be playing for free or low cost. There's still, we're all coming there and there's adults playing and there might be food and beverage involved. And you know, you're growing the game and everybody talks about growing the game, but if you don't do anything to grow the game, you're not really growing the game. Exactly. And those kids are your future hundred percent, right? Those are the future members that basically, yeah, those are going to be the lifeblood of your course in, in 10, 15 years. So um, it's, if you're ignoring them, it's, it's going to be at your own detriment. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And um, moving on with uh, this one, memberships and specials. Yeah, this is, we found some really cool things here, actually. Um, I think the ones that we kind of highlighted are courses that really understand their audience and understand the situations that their audience might be in and then create memberships to actually they're tailored to those audiences as opposed to just a simple here's a membership you can play whenever you want this is how much you you pay Um, some of the examples we saw there's a a really good one um, in BC uh, Wildstone where there's a there's certain places in BC, and you get this all across the country, where people might go to that particular area for a week or two on vacation. Like resort course. A resort course, yeah. essentially. So, um, you know, if if you know that, and you know that this is a big chunk of my audience, they're going to need different things for a membership than somebody that lives 10 minutes away from the golf course and wants to play 70, 80, 90 times a year. So if you're able to make different packages, so for example, if Duncan and I were to go into that area in British Columbia and uh, we're here for a week, we'd like to play some golf. If there's tailor-made options where I can almost make this golf course home for the next week and I have the ability to play in the men's night or get involved in a cash scramble, whatever the case may be, that's really appealing to me than just being one of those green fee players that goes to the course plays my round and takes off. Yeah, I mean, in this example, um, Wildstone had offered in the past, they had um, uh, a week membership, basically you buy a week membership and you could play once a day for seven days. Um, they also had options where you could buy a punch pass, which was uh, you know, a, a, 10, a 10 round punch pass, a discounted rate. But if you played during non-peak times or on twilight, it was actually, that became a two for one pass. So, I mean, from a, from a golfer standpoint, you kind of cater to the person that's just gonna be there for a week. You also have other options for, um, you know, maybe some locals or people that are there more frequently to take advantage. Um, and then you have the membership option for people that are going to be there permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I just think overall, when, when you think about the consumers that are coming to your golf course and, and really trying to tailor the needs of, um, sorry, fit your services to their needs, um, it, it's going to just be an overall more pleasant experience for, for both the golfer and both you as a business. And I think, too, that although a lot of business owners don't like talking to their competition or they think their competition's bad. If you are known as a destination where people come for a week or two at a time, and there's numerous golf courses around you and people have a tendency to play each one once or maybe each one twice, why not get together with them? I know Invermere Valley in, in British Columbia, you can, you know, they're all kind of on board as a, as a, as a larger group marketing themselves as a destination as opposed to the individual golf courses. Because if I'm gonna go there for a week, I'm probably gonna play multiple rounds and why not market ourselves as, hey, come here, look at all the options you have, as opposed to trying to, everybody market individually, let's market it together. And actually, yeah, I mean, 
Wildstone 2 is in it. They're in, in a group there where um, there's multiple golf courses that you can get a card and play at discounted rates at, at all of them. So, yeah. I mean, there's opportunities for a lot of destination places to, to take advantage of the situation and the people that come there to, to really um, some, make some good business out of it. And I know when we were doing our little look through these, I didn't see a good example, but there's probably one out there. If you cater to a place like that where you oftentimes get larger groups of people, like, you know, there's always the 12 people that go out on a golf trip every year together. How do you cater to those people? It doesn't mean you have to offer lower rates, but perhaps if you've got something where you can promote on your website, hey, you know, if you've got 10 or more guests, here are the rates and the included that is a steak dinner. It's almost like running a mini tournament. But for me, as somebody maybe going on a group tournament, a group, a group excursion and I'm in charge of booking it, that's pretty appealing to me. So again, it comes through marketing your website and if you understand your audience and you can put those kind of things front and center, people will take notice. I mean, leagues is another good example. Yeah. I mean, even, even if it's, even if you're not in a resort destination, if you, if you don't have a full league tee sheet by opening up to the public, um, and getting them, um, you know, you know, get some, some some new women out to, to join in the women's league. They could basically become new league members in the following season if they really like it. So, if if you just close all the doors, um, you're not inviting new people in to to try the services. Then it's 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 not going to, you know, it's not not the best practice for for generating new business. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. And it does come down to like we've been talking about all along marketing those things on your website. You could be the greatest course for um, juniors, but if it's nowhere to be found on your website, you know, I don't know that. As Nobody's gonna know about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, and then some other options with memberships that we've seen that were really clever was combining food and beverage. I mean, yep. if, if, you, if you're one of those courses, I mean, you don't, people don't have to choose it, but they can do an add-on of, of getting lessons or they can add on of, of getting food credits, monthly food credits. Um, and it's kind of like a, a prepaid thing that they use as a credit. It's just a good way to get um, other other revenue streams than just golf um, onto your membership platforms. Yeah, I think that's it. And I know uh, Wildstone had, you know, where you got nine holes, a cart seat, and food and beverage credit for X number of dollars after five oh, p.m. Yeah, right? for like for like actual rates or specials yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So that's and that's again that's on their website. So somebody coming along can see that, and all of a sudden that's pretty appealing. Don't make people phone to get specials. Just give them to them. Yeah, give them. Yeah. And, and and make them findable and searchable. Don't hide them in PDFs. Just but just put them on a nice simple table on the website so people can see them all at a glance. Because um, I find that too that a lot of different golf courses out there they'll have um, you know one special here, another special over here. None of it's on the website. You go to the website and there's different specials or not the same ones. Um, it just gets really consuming, uh, really confusing for the consumer. Um, I mean, I've seen this with you know Golf Now having one price, and I know sometimes Golf Now and like Golf Hub and all those things can can discount the prices just to build up the tee times. But there's times where it, it gets really kind of confusing because I remember trying to book tee times on a trip to Phoenix recently where you can use Golf Now, Golf Hub, all these other player cards, and I'm literally spending two three hours just trying to find the best rates um, at these golf courses and seeing if this is going to work. I mean, what's the weather going to be like? I mean, really, it can get really complicated. So by, by providing kind of all the options available to people directly on the website, it, it just simplifies the process and, and overall makes it a, a more pleasant experience um, in the end for the, for the user. And more likely to recommend, too. Now that you've had a chance to look at all these websites, give me one thing you saw at one of these places that people can check out online. Ronnie, is this the lightning round? Yes, it is. Okay, oh, I can go first. Um, I kind of um, praised them earlier, but the Cambridge Golf Club um, CambridgeGolfClub.com. Uh, 
I really like the more than golf section. So this is where they go beyond talking about tea times and memberships. They get into meeting packages, special events and weddings. Um, I think that's sometimes a lost opportunity for a lot of golf clubs. Um, but I just like their weddings page, for example. It's really simple. It's got a little gallery. It's like we talked about earlier, pictures of weddings actually set up there as opposed to here's an empty room, figure it out kind of thing. And it, it, it's got enough information and it's got a contact so you can get in touch with that. And then actually it's cool too. They actually link to their partner who handled the special event side of things like the table rentals and the flowers and all that jazz. So right there, within, I don't know how many words, it is not very many and so a few pictures, there's like a one-stop shop for I wanna get married somewhere at a golf course. Here's a nice little way I can kind of wrap it all up. So um, for me, that's a really good one. Um, and overall, I, I think just on that website, they did a lot of really good things. Nice, very nice. And uh, for you, Dungan? I mean, for me, um, the thing that I kind of keep coming back to here, um, gleneagle.ca, their tournament package. I mean, this one's for 2016, but I mean, in terms of the information they provide, to a tournament organizer. Um, it's one of the best ones that I was able to see um, out, of, out, out there. So this is a downloadable PDF yeah. you've got, right? Yeah, okay. this is a downloadable PDF, which basically um, has a nice little intro letter, um, some, some basic kind of overall rates with, with, with menu items, um, but it gives people ideas of, you know, like what types of tournaments you can have from shotguns to crossovers. Um, I mean, it, it tells them, it has that whole list again for the tournament organizer checklist, which I thought was really great. Um, a real section on add-ons, um, mm -hmm. things like you know uh, putting a pro on the driving range for lessons pre pre uh, pre round, mm -hmm. or beat the pro out on the course. Um, various things like you know bag drops, premium club rentals. I mean, all this stuff is in here. Um, like talk about adding value and making extra money. Those add-ons are like a big deal and, it, and you're right they're very well this is a very good pdf actually and then they have you know all the food offerings um, and pricing per person so i mean overall um this is a, a really solid tournament package to to um, emulate um going forward so i highly recommend checking it out at gleneagle.ca okay perfect you've heard it for yourself golf marketing all stars high flyers in the industry we looked at tournament packages junior programs and um memberships and specials. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to everybody listening, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>